Welcome to the Two Blokes Trading Podcast, sponsored by our partner broker, Pepperstone. Rory, how you doing? Yeah, I'm great. Thanks, how are you? Good. Yeah, well, where, where on earth are you? Yeah, I'm in the sunshine state of Florida. However, we are inside because there's no sunshine to be seen. Oh, uh, so, yeah. Oh, no. So, just in the office there. Is it, um, so, is the, is it, does it calm down over there in terms of, you know, the storms? Yeah, the storm and everything. We're sort of in, we're in Jacksonville here, which is North Florida. And yeah. there wasn't really any sort of mass destruction here or anything. It was more just like a, apparently it was like a British storm, you know, a few trees down, but further down south, like Miami and sort of the West Coast, more over to the West Coast of Florida, I think got it a bit heavier. So everything oh, okay. is good. So, oh, yeah. Is. How, how long was nice the flight over there? It was eight hours to New York from Heathrow. And then it was a further hour and 45 minutes down. So it wasn't it wasn't too bad with a yeah. two hour turnaround. So nice. it was fine. Uh, easy. So, just things in London. Yeah, mate. Nothing's changed. Same old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never does. Never does. Yeah, exactly. No, same old. Well, actually, the other day I got pretty pissed off to be honest because obviously last week I believe we had the inflation report from the UK, and I was yeah. going to fill up my car again by diesel, and it's jumped up again. It's like Has it? it's like one ninety something. I was paying. I wonder, I wonder why my girlfriend last week didn't offer to fill up. Yeah. <laughs> is, is that why? Mate, no, because, you know, previously, last sort of few weeks ago, I was only paying like 179 for diesel. Now it's like, yeah. what, over like over 190, almost two. Fuck. So, UK CPI, 12.5 next month, yeah? <laughs> oh, mate. God, yeah. So, no, this is on that point, no, this is why we're just, we're clearly. You know how we're just sort of seemingly fighting off this recession. We are it's inevitable, isn't it, really, for the UK? Well, globally anyway, but UK are gonna get yeah. hit hard. I mean, you know, everybody, you know, is saying about, you know, they're talking about Fed pivots and you know, ECB pivots, BOE pivots. But I mean, how can you have a central bank doing a pivot if prices are still increasing? You you can't, it's impossible. You know, I was pretty shocked we filled the car up here um just a couple of hours ago in Florida and the price was three dollars a gallon. Wow. Over here. I think that's about nearly half the price. And they're all like, everybody was complaining saying how expensive it was. I think it yeah. works out like a pound, 10 a litre or something. They don't realise like how lucky they got it. Yeah. Or how shit we have it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's tough. So, it's tough in the UK. Well, on that point, obviously we've got, um, we did our, in our last podcast. No, no, no. Because we were waiting to see who was going to, well, we knew. Uh, Rashid Sunak, Rishi Sunak. You know, I said Rashid. You know, it was funny. In my head, I was thinking Joe Biden. Did you see Joe Biden when he was speaking the other day? He's like, um, yeah. yeah, congratulations to my good friend Rashid Sunuk. <laughs> Rashid Sunuk. Apparently, apparently, also he was uh, he was walking into the bushes and somebody had to pull him away. <laughs> really? So apparently, so yeah. Apparently, he was about to walk into a bush and somebody had to pull him away. Oh my so, god. He, he, um, he sent happy birthday one time and he was saying, I like, I like to wish the president a happy birthday. And he was the president, so I think he's um, I think he's losing it. He so, is losing it. On oh, the damn. midterms now, it looks like we're going to have the Republicans probably get control of the House again. Yeah, that, that'll, what... be a huge, that'll be a huge turning point in the US. Do you reckon? Yeah, I think so. Mm. You know, you might, you might start to see a bit of, you might even start to see a bit of consumer confidence you know, start to creep back there as well. You know, indicators like the UMCSI might just start to tick up again. That might then just add some growth, you know, into the markets. True, true, true. I'm trying to remember Trump. Yeah, Trump was great for, for markets in general, wasn't he? When you, 
we, we look at the rallies that we had from him taking over. It was incredible. Yeah, he was brilliant. And he, and he fought off so many wars. He fought off, you know, so, so much sort of, you know, negative negativity around the world. And he yeah. just went out it with, with his head on collision and saying, you know, this is how I'm going to do it. I'm the president of the US. Nobody will F with me. Whereas, you know, Biden kind of stepped in there and, you know, from Biden's came in, we've had, you know, Russia, Ukraine, we've had the tensions in China, Taiwan, you know, further tensions in the Middle East. I mean, none of, none of the, every, all that was just, a, you know, a million miles away. When, I'll give when you Trump that, was in, it, looked like it was a de-escalation of, you know, peace, whereas now it's just a complete escalation of true. war. It's true. I'll so give I you that. Yeah, he, he did say, actually, something that sticks in my head when he was, he had a rally. This was a little while ago anyway, just, um, you know, a couple of months after Russia had invaded Ukraine. And he was just saying, yeah, yeah literally just what you, what you noted there in terms of there, there was peace and, there, no, he said when when I was president, Russia wouldn't you know would not dare to try and invade Ukraine. Like, and it's true. Like, it is true. Yeah. And, I, and he told the Talib, he told the Taliban as well that if they kill kill another U.S. soldier, he will completely annihilate the country. Mm. He will drop any bomb that's bigger than any bomb that's been dropped before on the country. He it's just true. told them straight. He says one more soldier, your country will be. He didn't say the word nuke, but he was hitting that. Yeah. Look, look, poli- uh, obviously without going too much into politics, uh, it, just from trying to be as neutral as possible, I give it to, I do give it to Trump on that aspect, like in the sense of he had respect because people just knew whether they thought he was reckless or ruthless, but when he said shit, he meant shit, you know? Yeah. Um, so th- there was some fear, inflicted fear, um, and people thinking twice, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah, but I will give him it was a bit of a loose cannon in terms of some of the things he said. He maybe shouldn't have said a couple of statements, but mm. I mean, when you have a man of that power, you know, sometimes it's you know, sometimes it's not it's hard not to run your mouth, Agreed. you know, when you're that Agreed. sort of person, that personality. Yeah. So all right, let's let's stop. What's happened? Last let's week? stop. Yeah. Let's stop blowing Trump's trumpet now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so markets, <laughs> markets, mate. Don't be Brian knows. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, dollar. Let, let me share my screen. I'm gonna let's, let's share my screen. Obviously, um, it's been a bit of a bit of a roller coaster. Um, share. Just to interrupt this podcast with an important notice. At Two Blokes Trading, we have a community trading app where you can engage with the blokes and like-minded traders to help you on your journey. There is a ton of free analysis across Forex, crypto, stocks, and commodities. We also have in-depth premium analysis with trade ideas, education, live trading sessions, and more for those that sign up via our broker sponsorship page. A nominal deposit of just $200 and start trading with Pepperstone and then get full access to the Two Blokes Trading app. Okay, one moment, just bring that into view. All right, so obviously Dixie, um, if you look, this is, I'm just, let's just talk through from Friday. We, we went over this, obviously, last Friday. We had that sell-off for the dollar yeah. there on this day um, because of that Wall Street Journal report. Carried on sort of sort of consolidating and we sold, we sold hard on Tuesday. And that was because, I don't know if you saw, but we had uh, consumer confidence, uh, or not, that's what I wanted. Uh, we had consumer confidence, which came out much weaker than expected. Uh, bear with me one moment. Forex factory. Yeah, so the consumer confidence was a lot weaker. And I think... Uh, markets were then just thinking, okay, here's another excuse potentially for the Federal Reserve to start, um, you know, holding fighter or being less aggressive with rate rises. Uh, yeah, look here, look, 102.5 yeah. versus uh, the forecast of 105.9 and the previous 107.8. So that actually triggered dollar selling on that um, on that Tuesday here. Yeah, yeah so, um, and then uh, technically we had this big 110 area for the Dixie and you can see obviously initially we broke through that um, mm-hmm. and then 
you know, we've had a bounce, which we can go over because that was our, 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 after on ECB. Now, for me, yeah. one of the key things is, look, we've had this dollar sell-off because people think, you know, maybe the FMC are going to be less aggressive. But we had the Bank of Canada the uh, earlier in the week on Wednesday, and they essentially hiked less, less than aggressive. Yeah. And then we had ECB, obviously, yesterday, who hiked at, in line with 75 base points, but they haven't committed themselves to remaining aggressive. So yeah. maybe we get this global theme now where all central banks just take their foot off the gas a little bit. It's not just the FOMC, everyone else as well. Yeah. Yeah, what I do mean, you think? I, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I do think that, you know, potentially we might be looking to take the foot off the gas a little bit. However, mm. I think there's I think there's a huge narrative behind this that a lot of retail traders, even a lot of analysts and people across investment banks aren't really looking at. And it probably is that we haven't had a normal recession now in over 20 years. You know, the last recession in 2020 was COVID. We can't really count that as a normal recession. Mm. Before that, with 2007, which was obviously a subprime crisis, didn't really have anything to, you know, to do with normal financial conditions. So this is the first one really from the dot-com bubble that we've had. And the market now has just been completely drunk on QE. You know, we've had yeah. QE going on now for you know, over a decade. It's just been pumping money into the system. We've had ultra low rates, which is just really propping up these high valuations in companies. And that's really where I think the market is, is why this is why I think the market is where it is, to be quite honest. Mm. Um, I think now that a lot of people are underestimating, if the Fed even hold interest rates where they are now at 3% and hold it there for a year, I think a lot of people are underestimating the damage that that could do in itself, let alone just hiking slower. Yeah. You know, so I'm sort of, I'm coming at it from an angle now of being like, well, to be honest, I don't really care how much the Fed hike. My mm. point of view is, is when it's going to be. And personally, I don't think there's going to be a pivot in 2023. So if yeah. I don't think there's going to be a pivot in 2023, I then think there's going to be a slowdown altogether in yeah. 2023. Yeah. So I think a lot of, you know, if, if we held rates, let's say, you know, me, me and you're on a similar level with this, we think 5%, don't we? Somewhere mm -hmm. about that. Four about that level, yeah. Yeah. If we think that the Fed will hold it there, okay? Me and you think it'll hold it there. And let's say they do get there. A lot of people then will be turning around saying, well, when's the, when's the pivot? When's the cut? they won't cut they won't have a pivot for years you know they, they will hold rates there for a long long time because the fed know that holding rates there will really smother out inflation over time and it will really smother growth and a lot of people then will begin to see that and we will then see that natural uh, recession come in yeah agreed. so i think a lot of people are thinking oh you know the fed aren't hiking next month they're holding rates people are going to buy all these equities we might see a bit of a rally but then from that that'll probably just be another sort of uh, sell the rally situation True. And I true. think a lot of people are looking at this in the four hour time frame, the one hour time frame, seeing these rallies, wanting to get involved. There is a much bigger picture, I think, going on in the background here in terms of, you know, there's no QE anymore, holding rates at a stable rate, which haven't been stable in the last decade. Yeah. You know, I and then when we, yeah. And then when, when obviously we do hit that recession anyway, and obviously it's not just the US, it's going to be a global thing. The dollar's just going to come out on top anyway, you know. So regardless, yeah. it's, it, <laughs> In NSS, it's a win-win for the greenback. It's, there's just exactly you know, and the it. dollar yuan's hit the is it all-time lows in dollar Chinese yeah all-time lows yeah. You know, I mean, you're pushing, you're pushing there. China's been through a struggle. President Xi's obviously been re-elected now. What is it, 2047, 2048, something yeah. like that? So that's a lifetime sentence he's got. You know, that's just <laughs> really, really hamper. You know, that's going to hamper the economic growth in the Far East. They don't care what anybody says. Yeah. Um. You know, we're probably going to start to see supply chain issues as well emerging from there because he's obviously going to have that zero COVID policy. Sure. If supply chain issues do, do continue, you're going to see the push on inflation, which is then going to mean that the Fed have to keep rates sort mm -hmm. of inflated and look to keep rates 
at the very worst case, stable, if not increasing them further. Yeah. You know, I think a good, um, good clickbait for this video will be uh, 15% interest rates by the end of 2030. <laughs> I mean, my, my, my parents' generation's first mortgage was yeah. of an interest rate of 15%. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, things were a lot, I know, but things were a lot different back then, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, things were, lot, things were a lot different, you know. I don't think they will ever go that high, but no. you know, I mean, that's what the market's drunk on. The market yeah. is just completely drunk on these low interest rates. True. So, to be honest with you, as well, yeah, no, they are. So, I just, I just think, just why, why it's in my head. I think anyway, just sort of bring it back to the dollar. I think next week, um, I, I believe markets have got gotten too excited over this uh, FOMC are, you know, some members are, are slowing down with the aggressiveness. I think next week they just remain as hawkish as they have ever been. And and dollar just rallies anyway, 70, in my opinion. 75 in the usual comments. Yeah. What's that, mate? It'll be 75 in just the usual comments, you know, we're committed usual. to bringing inflation under control, the job market, labor market. Exactly. The usual speech that we say, I said to the guys in the group, it is copied and pasted every yeah. single time. Change the dates, change the narrative slightly. And that's, that's it. People will be thinking that it's maybe, maybe there's people think maybe there's some there's some hope for some dovishness there just to sell the dollar, but I don't think that'll be. It, they won't change any tune, and then yeah, as I say, dollar dips will just be bought as they're being bought right now today. Um, I want to show you something. The elephant in the room. Yeah. Oh, I want to show you. What's that? Earnings as well. Yeah, we'll get. I'm talking about down twenty percent. You know. Yeah, we'll get onto earnings. Let me just. I just want to show you one thing actually, just before we talk about equities. Uh, have you have you got your chart set up or I haven't? No, that's right. I'll, 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 just, I'll just go for it. I just want to show you something here for obviously on the back of yesterday. You can see my screen, can't you? Yeah, I can see it. Um, no, I just want to obviously we've had for a while we've had obviously that that growth that divergence between um euro and 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 FOMC. And you know, we had a bit of a push to the upside earlier this week here for euro. Um, yeah, see, we had a push, push, push before obviously being uh, sold. Um, and what's just nice is obviously, uh, look, the ECB aren't aren't, aren't going to be, um, you know, any more aggressive than the FOMC, and the FOMC are, are not going to drop in terms of their their levels of aggressiveness below the ECB. I, I think that how this this current narrative remains the same. But you see what I like about this structure? It's it's this structure is so stubborn and so stuck. Like, look at euro at the moment to dollar. Look at uh, the, the lower highs and the lower lows. It's just that yeah. structure just remains. And this week. Well, I called this actually in our in a, in a two bloke trade. Now I just um to the community. I said, yeah. watch again. We there's no signs of us breaking this structure again. We've respected it. Look, we've potentially printed a new lower high here, subject to to continue to the yeah. downside. You know, and I did say that. I said that yeah. on Sunday actually in our week ahead. Um, so come up to parity, but we'll we'll fake out above parity, which we have done, and just subject to being sold again. So it's really nice yeah. just the structure there. And and I've given the guys in the app the same. Um, I've given the guys in the app the same instruction every time. It is just a sell the rally, not until mm. I say, but it's a sell the rally until told otherwise. That's it. No, I you've, think mate, that you've been saying that for weeks, 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 weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you know, even the first time we ever met, you know, before it was like four weeks before we ever met. Yeah. I'm saying sell the rally, sell the rally, sell the rally. You know, Ooh. I sound like I'm repeating myself, but but that's what it is. But that is what you it don't is. Don't get caught up in these. Yeah. Don't get caught up in thinking that you know we're seeing a reversal. Trust me, until you start to see a lot of businesses going under, until the sun and the Daily Express start sharing that, you know, 1,500 stores are closing, until you start to see those headlines, then that's when you can start to now come up with the ideas, right, maybe there's going to be a reversal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? 
and let me say something actually yeah. what's scary you know when you said you, you were just saying there about you know obviously until we get companies start going under but man if we talk about companies going under the earnings from some of these big boys like that have been horrifying face meta man yeah. meta amazon uh uh snapchat the other week as well uh what yeah. is going on with these stocks that that is that the, the ad revenue is getting whacked as well yeah, yeah. yeah you, you do tend to find that you know people cut back on ads but sometimes you find that whenever you go into like recessionary conditions a lot of companies actually pump a lot of money into advertising mm. so they do down that stream to try and build up obviously more you know build up more business yeah so my girlfriend's actually marketing and that's what the um the ceo of her company was saying that during recessionary times they tend to see a lot of uh, companies who are struggling come to them saying, you know, how can we increase? We're on our last legs. We need to start increasing revenue. We need to start getting more clicks. Right. You know, so sometimes you see, see that during revenue, during depressionary times, is that right. when these things happen. So do sort of take note of that. Okay. You, you know, interesting. So it's just something to take note of. Yeah, as well, for sure. That we might start to see, you know, rev, uh, market and spending sort of increasing quite a lot. Okay. In these what, companies. There's what? There's why? 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 factors we can do. Sorry, carry Sorry. on, mate. What, what did you say? No, no, go ahead. No, I was going to say, um, yeah. Well, obviously, we've had these, these poor earnings. What, what do you think's going on? Do you think it's, this is this is the start of the signs of the slowdown of the recession to come? Yeah, I mean, people have to remember earnings are three months delayed. You know, mm. er, earnings today aren't. Um, you know, earnings coming out today aren't reporting what the company did last week. They're reporting what the company done the last three months. True. You know, so that's July, August, and September. You know what the company done. July, August, September was a July especially was a completely different scenario than what we're having now. Q4 earnings are pro or the next quarter earnings are probably going to be the most important ones yeah. to look at. Then that's when we're really going to see things taking a hit. You that's know, point, you're man. starting to see now the likes of Amazon, Apple, the earnings. Some companies are beating expectations, others aren't beating expectations, some of them are around expectations. Mm. Whereas in Q2, when we've seen that huge rally. Companies were beating expectations crazy. Like there was crazy high valuations going in there, crazy EPS mm. being put out. Now we're starting to see that slow down. And then in the next quarter, I think that's when we're going to see everything go under. Yeah, yeah, great, so, mate. Nice. Yeah. All right, a, I'm... There is a lot to talk about for that, but I mean, we could go down so many rabbit holes into just so many different factors. You know, yeah, we don't have time for that. True, true. No, we'll, we'll save that, mate. Um, All right, yeah. I was pulling up the calendar for next week, Uh, just ahead of Randolph. So, Quite a few key data points. Eurozone CPI there early in the week, Monday. RBA, RBA expects to hike again. Inflation picked up actually uh, this week. I don't know if you saw for Australia. I believe it did. I just want to, it jumped yeah, up. Yeah, that's right. Um, what was the PC index today? Uh, so Australian CPI, well, a lot higher, well, quite high there, which is probably, yeah. PCE remained flat, 0 0.5 for US. <laughs> I, I was actually waiting on the PCE coming out at 1.30 and I, I'm checking my phone now and it's like 12 o'clock and I'm like, right, I'm still another hour and a half. And oh, you're like, confused. Yeah. Mate, you're going to be so jet lagged. I think it was out four hours ago. <laughs> your, your body, your body's confused. <laughs> so, yeah, not used to the Eastern time. <laughs> uh, all right, mate. I'd be, so I'd be a good trader in Wall Street. <laughs> not going into the office at 2.30. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah. So, all right, we've got RBA. So they're, they're obviously hiking rates, 25 base points priced in there. Um, well, there might be a little bit, maybe a tad bit hawkish, perhaps with inflation creeping up there. I don't know. Taxan manufacturing PMI from China. Just keep an eye out on that. So just something. Where, where's that? More the Caxan manufacturing oh, yeah, PMI yeah. in China. True. Just, just keep an eye out on it. Not dependent, but. Yeah. 
it gives the gauge of, of China. Yeah. What else do we have? Next? Well, let's just fast forward. Big one, obviously FOMC, which we've broken down there. See a big one, but um, yep. with, especially with this dollar pullback that we've seen. So that, as, as I say, I think that will reignite the flame for the greenback. Uh, we've got the Bank mm -hmm. of England. I mean, they're expected to hike by 75 base points, uh, which is obviously expected. Need to bring down inflation, but obviously we are on the verge of a uh, of recession. So it's going to be an interesting one to monitor. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then, of course, we've got yep. NFP. It's a big week. Yeah. Big, big, week. big week ahead. Latter part of the week, Monday and Tuesday is quiet. Wednesday, Thursday and Friday, quite quite big. Yeah. So probably just the usual start to the week where you see a bit of an uptick, sort of volumes are a bit lower and then come Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it will be chaos. Yeah, true, man. So, uh, and, and I love them weeks. With earnings in between, it yeah. makes for a great, makes for a great oh, It does, great it week. does. Weeks just fly by yeah. as well and that, with all that yeah. going on, so... Um, and we have mate, some, of the oil, some of the oil majors as well reporting earnings today. So just keep an eye on that for any commodities traders. Oh, yeah. So she Chevron were, were out are due today, aren't they? Yeah, Chevron, Axon. Oh, and Exxon as well, yeah. All right, mate, so, before we wrap up, um, uh, again, any tips? Just a little quick any tip. tip. Yeah, I would genuinely say you have to be patient in this market. Mm. Uh, don't let the volatility get to you just because you see markets moving very quick and the volatility is there don't be jumping on the back of it have your areas lined up as you use the technical analysis with like the flag patterns and things wait for those times because then the volatility hit don't try and uh, get in the wrong side of it if yeah, you want to go short don't try and go long love that okay mine mine is actually from a bit of engagement in the in the app today um one of our community members are speaking about just clarifying we, we, well just the way he's trades his strategy and I just said, look, at the end of the day, he said, oh, where, where am I potentially going wrong here? And I just said to him, look, to be frank, all every single bit of analysis, technical analysis is subjective. Just find something that works for you, have enough reasons to take that trade, enough confluences. Personally, for me, I'm always looking for three. Look on a higher time frame just to validate you're, you know, you're, you're potentially not going against the trend, you're not counter trend trading, and then just execute. Don't even yeah. start thinking, I'm in an R in, just execute if you've got enough reasons, that's it. And um, yeah. I think he appreciated that. And yeah, that was that. Set your stop loss, you take profit and go lie on the beach if you're in Florida. And if you're in the UK, <laughs> yeah. you your umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, no, no, that was a pleasure, Rory. I guess we'll be um we'll be we'll be back hooking up in the studio next next week for the next podcast, right? Yeah, yeah, we will be. Awesome, so lad. hopefully if I don't if I end up if I don't stay here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm mate. <laughs> Nice. No, I'm back in Tuesday. We, uh, we'll catch up then on Friday. All right. Good and lad. Awesome. Nice podcast, mate. All the best. Thanks, mate. Sorry for the background, everybody. But that's it. No Take beach. Take care. <laughs> See ya. Thanks, Ken. See you later, mate. Bye. Bye.